What's happening and welcome into your favorite podcast in the world. It's the That Being Said Podcast with myself, Sammy Georgeur. And me, George Georgeur. And we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sound Hub. Episode 569. Um, going through week four, all the NFL games. Hope you all enjoy that. And I said it in the podcast. We're also going to be doing our Seattle podcast. Um, you can find all that stuff at Atsant Seattle on all platforms. That's coming out tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, talking the Seahawks, Mariners, maybe some college football as well. Um, what else we got this week, George? Um, we got our, not too much, really. We have a pick pot at the end of the week. Uh, baseball playoffs start. Uh, that's always exciting. October's upon us tomorrow morning, and that's like the busiest time in sports. I mean, it's going to be the only time of the year we have college football, NFL, hockey, NBA and MLB at the same time. It's a wild time to be alive. <laughs> I know. Um, keep you guys out. Keep your eyes out for pods coming every single day. There might be maybe some short baseball ones if we feel like it. Yeah, too. if there's like a really epic game, you yeah, know, like maybe a ten minute podcast. Yeah, it. it's hard to talk baseball for longer than, than unless you're getting minutes. really deep in analytics. Yeah. Um, we'll be back. So make sure you go check it out. Check us out. Sonsports.com. That's s o n t sports.com, and find all our social there and share the pod. Leave some reviews. Tell your friends. Hide your kids. Wow. Yeah, make sure you hide the kids. That's very important. Don't let them listen to us talk. And uh, we'll be back. This is episode 569. This is Sports on Tap, and it's Sports Radio. Redefined. Peace. Enjoy the pod. All right, Monday afternoon, George. Well, actually, almost Monday night, six thirty p.m. Middle second quarter of the Monday night football game, and we're here um, to do our Week Four uh, recap. That's the right word. I was gonna say predictions. We're not doing predictions. Today. No, but we're recapping uh, Week Four of the NFL season, as you said. Um, I guess the real question here, Sam, I have: When is it officially night? You said Monday afternoon, maybe technically night. When do you consider nighttime really not not like what's scientifically proven as nighttime, but like you personally, what do you consider night? Six, six o'clock. Yeah, it's in between from noon to midnight. That, that's right around where I I consider night as well. Yeah, I mean, it's, it makes the most sense. It's in between. Noon. Afternoon would be like till six ish, then from six to midnight. That, that's your opinion. I mean, I think everyone else would, some people would disagree. Some people say five when they get off work is night. So I, I, I agree with you personally. Yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of a, I know you, I know where you're going with this, like trying to make a, uh, have an interesting, uh, perspective on that. But I, I feel like, uh, it changes to the seasons too, you know, like, uh, when does the sun drop? I mean, I was giving the scientific more answer, which I don't know if that's a scientific answer, but it's in between midnight and, and, and noon. All right. Um, watching this uh, backup quarterback for Santi Dalton, who's also kind of a backup, but Mason Rudolph right now, George, is 15 for 16, 125 yards and a touchdown. So not too shabby, but, um, you know, it's, it's still a boring game. So we thought recording the podcast during the game, it would be a good time to have it on the background and record right. this pod. Uh, and we're starting with Eagles Packers today from Thursday night. Yeah, a game we didn't get to watch too much of because we were at the Seattle Mariners game. But of course, we you know, we saw the highlights and saw what happened in the ball game. Matt Lafleur uh, caught a case of the Pete Carrolls and decided to throw the ball, which I kind of laugh when people make fun of that. I mean, you got Russell Wilson, you got Aaron Rodgers. 
throwing the ball isn't really the worst option. Now, I don't like throwing the ball right into the middle of the defense at the goal line. On first or second down, I like throwing more outside and stuff to a place where, you know, if the ball gets tipped in the air, it's not likely to be intercepted. But, I mean, do you really fault a coach for throwing the ball there? No, because, I mean, at the end of the day, I hate the fades to the back end of the end zone as well. Yeah, I don't like fades um, either, but I like those little, like, slant routes, you know. Like. That is the little slant route. Whether it's in or outward, they both can be tipped. They both can be popped in the air. And technically, you can't run the ball every single time down the middle of the two-yard line. Well, so, isn't it isn't it football element of surprise, right? Like, everyone probably expected a run there, and you hit them with a pass. I mean, that's the point of football. You don't want to be predictable. Yeah, I mean... That's why I'm saying there's nothing wrong with it, yeah. whether it's inward slant, outward slant. And I find it funny. Even you just said, oh, I, I prefer X, Y, or Z, whatever it was, right? I prefer the other route. At the end of the day, these guys are professional coaches. They probably know the numbers behind the chances of it being picked or the chances of that X, Y, or Z play would work. And so I always find it funny when you know people criticize, for example, the Pete Carroll throw in the Super Bowl. Well, he's a Super Bowl winning head coach, first of all. Secondly, he's not the offensive coordinator. Third, I mean, these people probably made it this far because they've done good as coaches. So if I was thrown out there to make coaching decisions, I don't know how much better it would be. Coming from the guy who criticizes Schottenheimer every week for his play call. That's different. (laughs) Actually, actually, that's completely different because I'm not talking about high – Moments of like on the two yard line, specifically, specifically what play? I'm talking about a balance of run and pass. There's a complete big difference about criticizing a single play that in a most situational than saying, "Wow, the Seahawks ran the ball way too much." Which he went on to say his wife criticized. Which he went on to say joined the club. Which he went on to say the reason they passed more this week is because yeah, we were running the ball too much. Well, that's probably because he had to listen to his wife. I mean, if anyone knows, like if you're a significant other is you know complaining to you about something you don't change it they harp on you for a while so sammy you should thank brian schottenheimer's wife for making them pass the ball more. well at the end of the day it was right you have russell wilson and uh just the same reason you said you have russell wilson you have aaron Rodgers. exactly you, you can throw the ball once in a while same goes for the run pass game balance in the offense and this is so the seahawks obviously made a change and it worked at their best game of the year so back to the eagles and packers I have no problem with the play at the end of the game. Aaron Rodgers, 422 yards. He obviously, you know, played really well at a great game against the Eagles team that was desperate for a win. I mean, the Eagles can't start off one and three and have any chance of right. like winning a division. But they do have a chance. But you know what I mean, hypothetically, numbers wise. So that that coupled with the Cowboys' loss, they're right. They're right back in it. I mean. It's a huge win. I, I agree with you. That's a win they had to get. Had. Yeah, but I mean, regardless of if they're back in or not, they couldn't afford a loss. Regardless. Yeah, that's what I mean. So, yeah. yeah, like that's that's the point. Like, well, you they, said a couple of the Cowboys lost. That kind of helps the case that a loss wouldn't have been as bad for the Eagles. But it, I'm saying they can forget the win. Winning's always great to catch up in division. But if they got a loss, I know what's the statistic on teams that go one and three. I think we saw we, something. It was like twelve percent. Maybe not a good chance to make the playoffs. Yeah, and so. I mean, you can't afford a loss there. And the Packers, who you know are three and zero, which I, and I think they were three and zero, they're three and one now. But I think they were the best team in the division, and I still think they are. You see the Bears that have weird gaps and question marks. The Vikings obviously have a big question mark at quarterback when it comes to high pressure moments. Yep. And the Detroit Lions, who are great, are probably right there with the Packers. But they're I would probably. Maybe- a- 
You'd probably rely below, on the Packers. I mean, Packers, I'd probably right? put them a step below the Packers. Yeah, you, you trust in the Packers a little more when uh, it comes yeah. down to the, the uh, end of it. Of course. I mean, uh, do you, if there's anything we've learned in our lifetime, and I think in two generations of lifetimes, don't trust Detroit. They've never, <laughs> they've never won anything, really. Yeah, they're not very trustable. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. Big win there. Uh, not much to say about this game because we didn't get to watch the whole thing. But um, I think two teams at the end of a year, they could end up facing each other in the playoffs. So it might not be the last time we see them play. Yeah, and it all that Eagles team, if, as long as they can stay healthy, they're obviously going to be really good. But we've seen so much up and down with their health that that's, where, that's why they're 2-2 two and two instead of a 3-1 and one or 4-0 and oh team. Is exactly. They have a lot of health problems. So... As long as they stay healthy, this could be a playoff matchup, and but that's always the big question mark. But yep. I think they came out of Lambeau pretty well this week without much issue, exactly. which is always a plus. Um, Sunday, this game, Titans beat the Falcons on the road 24-10. to 10. Um, I have one thing to say about this. I, I think I said it to you during while we were watching the games is if there's one team you can't bet on or against – it's the Tennessee Titans. So who did you bet on? Falcons. <laughs> I said, well, I said I, know you said I after learned this the on game, Sunday. I know. You can't you can't trust if they're gonna be good and you can't trust if they're gonna be bad. You have no idea which team is gonna show up. It doesn't matter if they're at home, on the road. This this one they were um this one they were on the road. It doesn't matter who they're playing. There's days where they can play the Patriots and be an amazing team and win, and there's days they can play the the Arizona Cardinals and potentially lose the game. I have no idea what to make of this team. Yeah, they're one of those teams that are. I mean, I want to go look at their schedule. Like, if, I feel like they're just made to be an eight and eight team that wins good games, loses bad games. Probably like I'm sure they play the Oakland Raiders later later in the season because the tight the Col- they play the Colts. So I think those two divisions they'll probably lose to the Raiders and they'll probably maybe be the team that beats the Chiefs. I have no idea with this team. I saw a stat that Marcus Mariota is the only quarterback not to commit a turnover this year. It sounds like I'm not sure if that's true. I just saw someone tweet it. If it is, wow. Still don't believe in him. Uh, As far as the Falcons, man, I'm not a fan of firing head coaches. I don't think Dan Quinn deserves to lose his job. But, I mean, according to, you know, sports books and odds are he's now the favorite to be the first coach fired this season. It's like ever since they lost that Super Bowl, they can't like shake off that bad juju. And my feeling more is Dirk Cutter, man. Um, like his offenses, he's supposed to be offensive genius. Wherever he goes, their offenses don't end up being that good. Yeah, and a lot more turnovers than teams are used to getting. I mean, like this Falcons teams have like their offense should be. They have so many weapons. They should be a high-powered offense, and they're just not. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it has much to do with Juju from the Super Bowl. You know what I think the real issue is? We've seen this, I think, with a lot of teams. I mean, there's rare cases where you have, like, the Seahawks that go back-to-back Super Bowls yeah. or the Broncos that survived for two years and the Patriots who survived for 20. Um, it's when you make a Super Bowl, you start to lose those key pieces to bigger contracts. Right. Things Most teams have a one-year window. You know, there's like a year and a half where it's like, oh, last year we're like, oh, we really took a step up. But that year you make to the Super Bowl, you see with the Panthers, you've seen it with a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. You uh, start losing coordinators. I mean, that's kind of what happened with yeah. the Falcons with, with um, Shanahan. 
You lose coordinators that get head coaching jobs. Yeah. Then you start to lose, oh, that one defensive tackle that you weren't paying that much that was really good, now got a $50 million contract right. somewhere. And then you lose that corner that not many people know about. Maybe he's the nickel corner, but you lost him now to a bigger contract. And then you lose that I mean, you're left not, guard you're that not, nobody talks been, about. You're not drafting as high uh, as yeah. high up. And, and your yeah, quarterback gets a year older. <laughs> and your yeah, your windows are smaller. But, I mean, assuming they're going to fire Dan Quinn probably if things go bad. I don't think it's needed to fire Dan Quinn. It's not like, like it, it always kind of gets me going. Like, oh, these guys like don't. What did he know how to coach the year they went to the Super Bowl? But now he doesn't know how to coach. He does. I was I was gonna bring that up after we talked. I thought you were gonna do something with the Titans schedule. But uh, then you no, said, no, I oh, just yeah, just I was wanted going, to look at it. I was gonna I was say gonna that see if there's anything interesting to talk uh, about with them, but there's nothing. I was like waiting to bring up the hot seat thing because you were bringing up the schedule, and then you said on to the Falcons. I got a little confused, but I was gonna say we have our first. I think real official hot seat because there's been other guys maybe that people have mentioned, but like John Gruden, not John Gruden, um, Jay, Jay Gruden. Gruden. Yeah. Um, he he's obviously on the hot too. seat, but he he's kind of was maybe on the hot seat last year as well. Yeah. And like this is the first like you know Dan Quinn, a guy that we're like, oh maybe we'll make the playoffs to now hot seat, like yeah. the mo- the biggest flip right to like known coach to hot seat, and, and and I feel like in a snap of a finger, and it's not really necessarily fair. I agree 90%. There's yeah. a 10% where I do sometimes believe that sometimes you need a change, right? right? But it's kind of an unfortunate situation for him because, like you said, you lose coordinators, you lose some players. And at the end of the day, it's a lot of the same key guys on the team, the Matt Ryans and a lot of key guys on defense and the same Julio Jones, your best player. So is it 100% on Dan Quinn? No. Probably not. There's probably, you know, you got some of the same players, so... There should be some positivity going on around, I agree around with you that there. team. But it is an unfortunate thing that you automatically, you know, you have two, three, four bad games. All of a sudden, you're on the hot seat. And Dan Quinn is there, though, unfortunately, because they're not looking too good. And Except for one game against the Vikings. They're another team that's confusing. They could show up on random nights. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, when they play Texas at Texans, Cardinals, Rams, Seahawks, at Saints, at Panthers, Buccaneers, Saints. They could lose if they go. They could go on a run here where they lose a lot of games, and they can go on a run where they win a lot. Of course, I mean any team could do that. Yeah, well, no, you know, like the Dolphins aren't going to go on a run and win a lot of games. Neither the Cardinals, neither the uh, I don't know. You can name a couple of teams that that won't. What I'm saying is, for a team, the Bengals aren't going to go on a winning streak. For for the Falcons, for a one in three team, are a team that. Would you be shocked if they went on a five game winning streak? No, of course not. But at the same time, would I be shocked if they lost their next five? No. They're just as confusing as the Titans. Because the Titans, I mean, Falcons had a big win against the Vikings, right? right. Looked great. Titans have a big win against the Browns. And then who they lose to, they had like some bad loss. And they're just one, another one of those teams that are just so up in the air. And maybe the biggest thing with the Titans is, I mean, the, the quarterback situation. I don't know if, if I can trust Mariota or not. And then with the Falcons now, it's... You know, Matt Ryan doesn't look as great as he has, so yeah. it's it's a little unfortunate. But I do think Dan Quinn will lose his job if they lose one or two more games in a row. Sounds. Let's move on from them. Sounds good. That's what you're gonna say. Dan Quinn might lose his job. Sounds good. <laughs> Patriots sneak one out against the Bills, sixteen to ten. Um, Josh Allen threw three picks before getting knocked out of the game, and there was one point where he had more completions to the Bills. Than he did to his own te- or to the Patriots defense. Than he did to his own team. Yep. And somehow this came down to one of the final plays. It took some interceptions late. 
Um, the Bills' defense is legit. That's why. Yeah. And their offense isn't awful, but I think Josh Allen was probably a little well, flustered. It's the Patriots. Might be the best defense in the NFL right now, as and the Bills might be the second or third best defense in the NFL right now. It was a defensive battle. I think. Um, I don't know. I I, I still I want to see how the Bills rebound from a loss against the Patriots after playing a really tough game that was hard nosed. I think they play the Titans next week, if I'm not mistaken. And I, I just would like to see how they rebound before I make my decision on what the Bills' season is going to be. They play at the Titans. I mean, I I'm, had a. You, I remember you brought up the fact that you know this would be a big game for you to see how what you feel about yeah. the Bills, and I was like, I don't, I don't like to gauge it against the Patriots just because the Patriots are the best team in the mm-hmm. NFL year in and year out, but. I mean, for playing against for for losing to the best team in the NFL, this is a pretty decent. It's re- really rare to say a good loss in yeah. the NFL. But if you're the Bills coming out of this with Josh Allen going 13 for 28 with three picks, and then Matt Barkley coming in and also going 127 yards in a pick to come out of this with a chance to win, you're probably like, damn, we're we're, we're pretty well, we're doing decent this year. Yeah, exactly. And for, I, I guess I do take out some things like oh yeah they're good i just i guess i got worried i don't like three picks and from josh allen because i don't it's like a lot of them you saw were like in double and triple coverage and just bad mistakes and looked like he forced the ball as and i think that's just a young quarterback doing young quarterback things which is why i'm not concerned about this team too much i think they're I think they're going to be a playoff team. I think they're a contender in, in not in the division but in the wild card because yeah, the I agree divisions with that. The Patriots are going to win that division, but they're going to be the second best team in this division. They're unfortunately for the Jets losing Darnold for a couple of weeks, it really killed them they this really year. They did. Um, the Bills are going to end up ahead of them in that division. I think they're going to be a wild card team. I think with that defense, regardless of what Josh Allen does, Josh Allen is going to be good against average to mediocre teams. Yeah, he might not be good against the Patriots, but at the end of the day not many quarterbacks are good against the Patriots in the first place. And for their defense to be able to hold Tom Brady 18 to third, 18 of 39, 150 yards and a pick. Oh yeah. That, no, no, their defense is legit. Like, no, that's the best part about this team is their defense. Yeah. So you have that good of a defense. You can hold Tom Brady to that. You're not going to need too many points against other teams. Cause that that's the best team in the NFL found a way to get 16. Not every team's going to find a way to get 16 on you. I think this team is legit. I think they're a contender for, you know, a possible win in the playoffs, maybe a one-game win against the right team like a Titans, like a Colts. Yeah, unfortunately, it's going to be a road game for them. That's one thing that just sucks. That but could be a win if it's could, against one of those teams. Wins. If it's against the AFC South, you never know. Yeah. It, yeah. Would you be shocked they went to Jacksonville like a couple of years ago? No, no, no. I would, no, no, I wouldn't be shocked. I'm just – it would be nice if they could have a – home game in Buffalo that te- that 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 stadium deserves a home playoff game really badly fortunately they go against the Patriots in the division every year every year yep and Patriots are winning that division every year um, <laughs> I, I do have a slight concern with the Patriots not a real real concern because at the end of the day I know they're gonna be fine um but man that that was one of Tom Brady's worst games of his career so yeah. and you know what maybe I don't like. I don't think he's you know on the decline or whatever. Yeah. I'm not one of those people, but it could be one of those. It it in tough environments, it might start catching up when he starts getting 42, 43, 44 years. Very, very possible. It's a tough environment. Good defense. Um, 
We'll see what happens. Uh, the Patriots probably still find a way to go fourteen and two. Not better. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Maybe they'll avenge it this year, go undefeated, win the Super Bowl, and then Brady will retire. I, I, I have a strong bet they won't go undefeated. Me too, because I don't think they care to go undefeated, but I don't. think it'd be cool. They wouldn't have even cared that much if they lost this game and been whatever. Oh. This one would have tied the division, so maybe that's why they wanted to. Yeah, they want to. They want. They want to shut up. Five years from now, they'd be fine. Yeah, exactly. Chiefs barely sneak a win in Detroit, thirty-four to thirty. And I think, as um, most people, if you listen to this podcast, would know me and George would probably harp more on the fact that Detroit's actually pretty good. Yeah, but they're they're costing themselves. They they just cost themselves too much. And I, like I was, you know, looking. This is the NFC, man. You can't just give out away games if you want to make the playoffs, right? Like, okay, cool. Let's say the Chiefs are really good. Patrick Mahomes is great. They're still undefeated. Detroit, they fumble the ball twice inside the five yard line. One of them, the ball's just sitting on the ground for a second. The guy picks it up and runs it for ninety nine yards and a touchdown. They take the lead on a great, you know, Matt Stafford drive, and then they give up a day. Like, earlier in the year, they tie against the Cardinals after being up 18. They've left two wins on the board, and they play, I think, they have a bye week when they play Monday Night Football at Green Bay. And I think that could be a game for first place in the division at that point. I don't know how, like, you know, all the seeding will be at that point. But I just, I feel bad for them because... Matt Stafford deserves better, and he's left. They've left two wins on the table. Yeah, they. they sh- it's one of those situations where I'd say, oh, they should be four and zero, which means they probably shouldn't be four and zero. Because exactly. if they didn't finish those games off, that means they shouldn't be four and zero. But hypothetically, with like one small tweak in each game and like one tiny cleanup, right. you'd be four and zero. And that's where it gets frustrating. But that's where it goes back to the point of. Yeah, some people hate on Matt Patricia. That might be him. The extra tiny little spl- so, so, sloppiness. Yeah, the yeah. little sloppiness could be something coming from the head coach, maybe. And that could be losing you two wins right there in the beginning of the season. But at the end of the day, I come out of this pretty optimistic playing against the Chiefs, who I think are the second-best team in the NFL after the Patriots, to have an opportunity. The unfortunate thing is when you leave too much time on the clock for Patrick Mahomes, yeah. You're screwed. I know. It's like one of those things like, yay, we scored. Oh, I wish we scored 45 seconds later. But it's like, well, we scored. You know what I'm saying? Like, are we excited? But like Patrick Mahomes has the ball. Yeah, so exactly. we're fucking screwed. And I, I mean, I'm with you. I feel bad for Matt Stafford. I think he gets so much like of the short end of the stick from fans, from the media, mm-hmm. when he's actually a very talented quarterback. Uh, he reminds me a lot of like a Tony Romo type, but just yeah. doesn't play for the Cowboys. So he gets less That's a very good out comparison. there. Not the way they play by, like the way the media treats him. Yeah, like you just, I feel like he's misunderstood in, in sense of play, not personality. Yeah. Um, and to the Chiefs, man, the, once again, Patrick Mahomes can make anyone look fucking good. Yeah, he really can. He, it doesn't matter who his receivers are. Doesn't matter what's going on. The guy's gonna make game-winning plays. I know, and he, I think he's now. I mean, going into the weekend's plus one hundred to win the MVP award. I mean, it's gonna be really hard for him not to win the MVP. I know he had no touchdowns, <laughs> and for the first time, I think in maybe two years, right? Yeah, and I don't his think, career. I think every time last year, yeah, maybe in his career, but he still put up three hundred fifteen yards and put them in positions to score touchdowns and win the football game. And that's a, he, he's probably gonna win the MVP unless someone like just takes it from him. Yeah, and he, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident he's gonna win the MVP. Yeah, year. it's like one of those like the most confident I've ever ever been in the NFL that there's a favorite to win the MVP. 
It's like LeBron winning the uh, MVP in basketball when it was like in the like 2000 to 2012 before voters started getting bored. Like yeah. it was like, oh, that no, it, it's like I actually compared exactly to Steph Curry's second MVP award. The second one, not the first one, because like Mahomes won it last year, but the second one going back to back years, like what, once they were like in the middle, of we this, want him to be the MVP. Well, and and they were like on pace to break the record for most uh, wins in a season. It's like, oh yeah, he's gonna win MVP this year, and it was unanimous. It's like it reminds me of that. Like I think I don't know much about NFL MVP voting, but if there's never been a unanimous MVP award, this is the year I think there could be a unanimous MVP award. Yeah. Um. I actually can't tell you somebody that is even close right now in my head. In my, I mean, I was looking at the odds before this weekend started. Lamar Jackson was second, so that goes. He to fell tell you. far out of the odds. I think Probably. he came out far off of it. Baker now. Mayfield outplayed him. They lose by what twenty? Yeah. They lose by fifteen in Baltimore. Yeah, the only person that has fallen uh, that fallen lower than Lamar Jackson is Joe Flacco. Was he up? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I just wanted to make fun of Joe Flacco. Too. Oh, I was like, I didn't even think he was in the odds. But I, yeah, I actually can't think of anybody else that would be. Aaron Rodgers will f- be up there. Maybe Carson Wentz, but they're not even close to the. They're not even close. No, no. Aaron Rodgers is probably second. Probably. Probably. And they're all or they're Tom all Brady's losses. second right now, but it's, he's maybe not, not after. Last he's week. not even close. Yeah, because last week he threw a hundred yards in a pick yeah. last week. Um. Lions are gonna be fighting for this uh, division, though. I can, I feel it. Division as long as they clean up little tweaks, yeah, yeah, they're a playoff team. They're they're a borderline playoff team, because you know why, Sammy? Why? Because they left two wins on the table. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the year, if they were nine and seven, it's like ah shit, they should have been eleven and five or ten and six. But they're not. But they're <laughs> not. Um, should we move on? Well, they can't be nine. And, yeah, have a tie. Yeah, let's move on. Um, to the game we're not going to play. Wait, what was? What was sorry, what was the spread on that? I think you bet on Detroit, right? Yeah, yeah, plus six and a half. Detroit. So you just—they almost blew that too. Huh? Two and a half points. Yeah, you know what? I didn't realize how close I was to losing that bet because like they were winning the whole most of the game. Yeah, and you're exactly. like, oh, I'm good. Yeah, they they almost found a way. <laughs> Four uh, and one on my free money fives as a, uh, on both college and NFL picks this week. Just to let everyone know. I give straight cash on me. I think I went one form. No, I went. Um, man, I went, we'll do it at the end. Yeah, we'll do it at the end. You're the only. Before we do it at the end, you're the only person I've ever met in my whole entire life that could do that bad on your free picks and then just kill our pick'em league against the spread. Like, did you not use the same picks? No, actually, I think I made that mistake. I was like, I think I was in more of a clear mind when I was doing the pick'em. Yeah, because I think I did, you did really well. So well on the pick'em. Yeah, I think I. You know, I mean, you were tied for first and second potentially. We're, like after this week, yeah. if if Pittsburgh covers, I think I become second, you become third, and we're like would we'll be one point behind the first place. Yeah, I go. No one cares about our pick. Them realistically, but no, yeah. no one cares. But yet I'm one and four in our picks that I give you guys after a really strong week of four and one. I think the week before, but let's do our bets. Let's talk about all our bets later on. Um, later on, and uh, how we did, and then we'll do our elimination stuff. Best game, worst game. Cool. Raiders beat the <laughs> Colts 31 to 24 in Indianapolis on the road. Another mm-hmm. weird Raiders are good game and another weird Okay, let me just st- just stop betting the AFC South. Wait, remember when yeah, the Titans example that I gave? Yeah. This is both teams. Like another you get you're going to say the same thing about the Texans later on in this podcast. It's, it's, uh, the Colts aren't in that I mean the Raiders aren't in this division. They're, the Raiders are another one of those teams. Both the Colts and the Raiders are oh. teams where some weeks 
they might look pretty good in some weeks. They look pretty awful. And yeah, I agree. This was another one of those. But Jacoby Brissett actually didn't have bad stats for, for the uh, Colts. But I had no idea what to make of either one of these two teams. Because the Raiders for a week or two were like, wow, they're actually not that bad. And then we're like, oh, they're awful. And yeah. now we're like, oh, they're not that bad. And then, Same they, with the and then they go to the, their second home field next week in London against the Bears. And the Bears might have a backup quarterback. And here's one thing. I always like to bet on that team that goes to London every year. Like the Jaguars. Yeah, because they kind of know the process, right? Like the coaches know the process. The quarterback knows the process. So that- It depends on how good of a team they're playing. And the ba- oh, Last true. year, for those who don't know, I went to London last year for the Seahawks game against the Raiders. And it was the Seahawks' first time. And it they- was Raiders' first time, too, I think. No, Raiders have been like a staple there. Oh, really? Haven't they with Jacksonville? And I know Jacksonville is like London's team. That's just a good question because Seattle, I think, won 27 to okay, like I, I only know they're going two years in a row because they're playing uh, Seattle. Is Jacksonville not going to London this year? Is is it just like... Raiders have been there since 2016. So oh, okay. They're, so, yeah, they're 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 London's second team. After yeah. The Jaguars. Um, I don't know if the Jaguars are going, but we'll look Well, they up. probably stopped wanting... They're like, oh, no Blake Bortles? We're not going anymore. He we don't want you London. guys. We don't want you guys anymore. We want Blake. Okay. Sir <laughs> Bortles. <laughs> Let's stay on track. Where were we? Raiders. What were we saying? Yeah, the Raiders beat the Colts, and Sammy loves John Gruden. No. I had nothing to do with John Gruden. Where, where were we? We were about just talking this? about two teams that you can't bet on. Two teams you can't bet on. I said something before you were like, going to London. I don't know, something about betting on them yeah, against the Bears. Yeah, and I was saying that that doesn't really always apply when it's against really good teams, and the Bears might be a really good team. True. Um, Raiders are very confusing, but more importantly about this game, what I think is the most important topic of the day probably is Vontez Perfect um, being... Vontez not so perfect. Wow. 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 No one's used that. Have you heard that one yet? No. I haven't no. heard that one anywhere. That was good. Vontez not so perfect is wow. facing a – that's right. a George I, joke. I, I'm going to let you finish up this podcast by yeah. yourself. Obviously, you, you got the jokes today. <laughs> I'm going to tweet that one out. Vontez not so perfect uh, facing a year-long, the rest of the season suspension. You know what I'd say? Hmm. That's just – that. Suspension okay, is just perfect. You can't use my joke now. No, but not, see, that's that's what you should say. That suspension is just perfect. No, no, I like my joke. Not so perfect. Okay, he's not so perfect. You can't you can't take my jokes. Now. I'm not I'm taking it. Him. I'm just trying to make it better. I'm trying to add. So Vontez, I can't get just George was. I I know I shouldn't have said that joke because that George was gonna roll with that all day. So uh, facing a season long suspension for fucking hitting the guy in the head again. What do you feel about it? I mean, like, I was actually trying to have a conversation about this for a second because this is probably the biggest news in football right now, even though he's not that big of a deal. But this goes to player safety, him smashing people in the head multiple times, kissing the fans goodbye after concussing a guy. Yeah, he's an idiot. He's a bad, he's like a kind of a bad dude, I guess. And he's probably shouldn't, he should have the rest of your suspension. And his career might be over because I don't. Yeah, it's not like he's like the he's not a um, Bobby Wagner level talent. He's a he's a good football player, but I don't know how many more teams want to give him an opportunity. The problem is he's good enough that he's gotten multiple opportunities yeah. already. But there's a certain level, right? And I think, I mean, the guy I, we posted this today on our Facebook and whatnot. He's cost himself over five million dollars in fines. Yeah, like multiple twenty thousand dollar hits fines like couple 50 to 25 to 50k um for hits and conduct 
He got $1.4 million one for some hit that he gave. I think it might have been the Antonio Brown one. Mm-hmm. $1.8 million fine for PEDs. And then he, and the guy just continues to do things like PEDs, conduct, hit, hitting like very illegal hits. And somehow he was the one to tell Antonio Brown to He's calm being down. He's crazy, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, <laughs> that, that was a bad sign for Antonio Brown. Uh, yeah, because he was te- because he was right. Yeah, when Burfict's telling you to calm down, you, you got to calm down. Yeah, I think the biggest problem with Burfict is when you. Well, how do I put this in a? Uh, you can make plays on the football field that look really bad, but they could actually be accidents. I know a lot of people are quick to assume none of his are accidents, mm-hmm. but there is a lot of split sec- split section split second problems in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like yesterday, the guy. Technically, if the guy didn't move, Vontaze Burfik's hit would have been not in his head. Right. I mean, and that's where it gets kind of weird because he's not doing crazy stuff off the field like Antonio Brown was yeah, or like actually, a Pac-Man I have, Jones. I have no idea of anything about his uh, off-field stuff. So I, he might be insane. A model, <laughs> he might be insane. He might be a model citizen. Yeah. Um, the on-field stuff is hard to, to judge if it's like completely on purpose. So the thing is like... Once is not on purpose, twice is not. But we have enough evidence that suggests that this guy continues to do the same thing. So you have to kind of assume it's either on purpose or, or have some. He doesn't even have like remorse, right? Like he made that hit, kiss, takes his helmet off, kissing the crowd. He obviously was like, fuck you guys. That's on. I hit the way I want to hit. So that's why I'm like, yeah, I'm okay with the suspension. Now, if he hit it and then he was like right away, like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Or helping the guy. No, he's not. It seems like he wants to inflict pain. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the blowing kisses to the crowd was the ultimate like, hey, sealed I, the deal. Yeah, like <laughs> I really don't give a fuck that I'm doing illegal hits, but I'm going to keep doing them if I'm yeah. here. Like if he... You know, you've seen players knock players out and then get on a knee and be like, oh, damn it. Like, yeah. didn't mean to do that. Like, go tap them on the shoulder as they're getting carted off. Like, you'll see a genuine remorse. With him, it's like a, let's fucking go. I yeah. just, like, I concussed AB. Yeah. Or, like, I concussed Jack Doyle. Like, great day. And that's where you get scared about guys like him. And that's where. I mean, and this he had, and he had his, right. like, issues coming out of college. That's why he dropped so far in the drafting vote. He was maybe one of the best players coming out of college he dropped to the third round because of character issues he so. shoved a ref in college yeah. you remember that yeah i remember he that. shoved the ref in, yeah shoved the ref into his center so like, like i really and you know I, i'm just i feel bad for i actually feel bad for myself right now i'm sorry the guys if you're listening to this podcast my fantasy team can't win a game and i thought i was just gonna get back in the game with a james connor touchdown he got tackled at the one yard line i have jalen samuels and then sammy's guy jalen samuels scores a touchdown from the two yard line so i'm gonna lose again anyway um yeah i, I mean i agree with the suspension i would I, I i'm not into banning people for life for things like that so i feel like if a team wants to really take a risk on them they they should be able to i don't know if any team will yeah I, I think it's one of those you might as well you could take a risk but i think the nfl should be at the point where they tell them hey if there's one more that looks like it's on purpose you're banned yeah but this is your like final warning we're gonna yeah. like but there's some point where it has to come to an end you know exactly um and you know sorry one more thing it is kind of a big suspension if you actually look at it because the Raiders are two and two. Let's say they're like wild, technically wild card contenders. Can, yeah, technically wild card contenders, like you said. And he's their starting linebacker. 
So it, it is actually a lot bigger deal. I mean, I know a lot of people are just like, oh, it's perfect. He's out of there. He's not that good. But no, it is actually a big deal. for Probably the, the best player on their defense. Is it, uh, I don't know. He's the most well-known player on their defense. So is he the best? Not quite sure. But I know he he's important to the team. Yeah, and that's where... That's why teams give him chances because yeah. the Raiders probably needed a good linebacker. And their first-round draft pick earlier uh, in the year got Adams. What are not yeah. Adams? Abram. Abrams got Adams her Abram. <laughs> uh, out for the season too. So they've lost two starters on defense already. Oh, by the way, they also lost Antonio Brown at wide receiver. Oh yeah, I, I forgot about that. <laughs> they paid originally fifty million dollars to be the best receiver in the NFL, and yeah. he's not in the NFL anymore. And meanwhile, Khalil Max in Chicago. Yeah, somehow. Um, Colts still have a chance to win division two, but. That division, it's every be, team's two and two. Yeah, that's one of those divisions. Just like give it like three or four more weeks, and I think it might shape back out. Perfect. We'll find out. All right, I have fourteen seconds on this game. Right. Chargers thirty, Dolphins ten. Um, Josh Rosen's not that bad. That's how what I take out. You don't see too many highlights from this during like red zone and stuff. Josh Rosen's not that bad, um, but this might be one of the worst football teams in general yeah. we've seen in a long, long, long time. Yeah, one of the worst teams ever. That's yeah. it. Worse than the Detroit Lions on 16 team. Yep. Because that at least had Matt Stafford, who wasn't that yeah. bad. They're, this is the worst. This team's horrible. So I, I got nothing to say. I take nothing out of the Chargers win. I, oh, you see the Dolphins on your schedule, mark it as a W. Let's move on. Yeah, like you shouldn't lose that game. <laughs> yeah. Um, another game I don't have much to say about. Redskins 3 against the Giants. Uh, 24. So 24-3 to three, Giants beat the Redskins. Uh, pretty... Lackluster game as well. I didn't see too many highlights in this. No. We saw Case Keenum get benched, which was Dwayne about Haskins, time. I think came in and threw three, three picks. Three picks. And Daniel Jones might have thrown two or three picks. Daniel Jones threw two picks. We got the win, but uh, here's the only thing I take. Daniel Jones got some wheels, man. Five ca- runs, 33 yards. A uh, very athletic quarterback. Uh, I, there's not much. <laughs> and they're two and two. <laughs> and they're two and two. The whole NFC is two and two. Yeah. Like, who's the worst team in the NFC? Oh, the Redskins are who would you? Who's better, the Redskins or the Dolphins? The Dolphins. What? The Red Dolphins are better than the Redskins. Yes, by far. You really think so? Everyone thinks the Dolphins are the worst team in history. The Redskins lost by five in Philadelphia. Could the Dolphins be in a five-point game in Philadelphia, Week One? Answer that question. No. Could the Dolphins stay within ten of the Cowboys? Wait, wait, so okay, so you're saying the Dolphins are? I said who's a better team. No, you said who's worse, the Dolphins or the Redskins is what you asked me. And you and said, said the Dolphins. Yeah. Okay, I thought you said Redskins for a second. No, I said Dolphins, and you said, so who's better? And I said, the Redskins, obviously. Okay, 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 yeah. You, I actually, agree. you actually asked opposite questions. I did, I so, did, you're right. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Okay, that's all I got to say. Oh, I thought you were trying to argue the Dolphins are better. I was no, like, wait, no, no, <laughs> it's, like, no, it's not even no. close. I, no, I Redskins think... were within, 10 in, in, within five in Philly. I was like, the Dolphins would lose, what, 45 to Three yes, billion? yes, yes. Okay, well, good. We're, we're on the same page here. Um, obviously, Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins will probably be fine. Yep. This is two, one rookie in his first full game in Daniel Jones and one rookie in his first half game in Dwayne Haskins. Um, give the guys time. Yeah, and <laughs> Danny Dimes is 2-0. Oh, so that's what matters, really. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you play. He does play the Vikings and uh, Patriots next two games. Two very good defenses. And even if they, he does bad, no, I know it doesn't good matter. But, but I'm just saying two really tough defenses as for a rookie to go against. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, actually, probably one of the biggest games of the weekend, if not mm, probably the best game. The Browns at Ravens. The I'm going to preface this really quick, by the way. The Left for Dead 
they're done. They have no chance, Browns, against the greatest team, AFC championship contender, greatest team of all time, Baltimore Ravens. The Browns on the road win 40 to 25. Um, I, let me put this in perspective because I don't. I feel like you love the Browns this year. I thought they were going to go eight and eight or nine and seven and barely missed the playoffs. Both of these teams are average to above average teams. They're both going to be contending to win this division. I just feel like when you, I I was so tired of everyone like, oh, the Browns are a disaster, blah blah blah. Like it was written all over it that they were going to win this game. Me and you both bet on them, and that's because I people overreact so much. And as someone who doesn't, uh, who doesn't love the Browns, and I, I'm with you. I mean, you probably both dislike the Ravens quite a bit. This is this was so seeable if you just look away from like I love Lamar Jackson and all the revolutionizing the game. Yeah, if you just look past that, like people have these blinders on, like oh Lamar Jackson is going to win MVP. Oh, Lamar Jackson is the greatest thing. Oh Lamar Jackson, he says I'm not a running back. Like, I get it. He's a good quarterback. He's probably the... If I was to rank him, he's probably the 18th to 20th best quarterback in NFL. Yeah, like, Baker Mayfield's still better than Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Jackson as a quarterback. Jared Goff's better than Lamar Jackson at quarterback. Phillip Rivers, I'm going off the names on my screen. Maybe Jameis Winston and him are, like, in the same range. Yeah. And Jameis and probably has better quarterback skills. skills. Yeah, They're so, both Heisman Trophy winners. Yeah. But I'd take Jameis over him right, right now. I would, but I, you can make an argument for both sides. It depends. I mean, if Lamar loses his legs, it's by far Jameis. That's yeah, the thing. You know, he's he, the running no, 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 back. He's thing. not a bad quarterback either. I'm just thinking he's average. He's not an MVP. And he's the whole. I remember like after like you know they have the picture on social media of Lamar and Patrick Mahomes. After see you in the AFC championship. See you in the AFC championship, and maybe he'll see him in the AFC championship one. Maybe year. you might not even see him in the playoffs. He might. Yeah, he might not. He might. Lamar Jackson will most likely not be anywhere near the career of Patrick Mahomes. Correct. Well, almost for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Patrick Mahomes made the, the AFC championship yeah. in his first year. Stating the obvious. Yeah. Lamar Jackson's already played his first year as well. He didn't make the AFC championship. Um, I, let me get to my side of this here, which is, you know, I found it very interesting. We we both listened to a lot of uh, Colin Cowherd, R.J. Bell. It does, yeah. Colin Cowherd does a really good job on his blazing fives, his five picks of the week. And R.J. Bell usually comes on and talks about what the sharp bets are, if it was a, you know, if it was with the Sharks or against the Sharks. And you know what they said? Oh, this is the, you know, the Browns is always the right play in these type of scenarios, right? Yeah. Except for this week. We love the Ravens because they're revolution, whatever, all this BS again. And it just kind of made me think again. It's one of those where we've been tricked by the hype in the media, even betters, right? Professional betters, where usually the right pick is the Browns. We still found a way to go with the hype and say the Ravens are the right bet. And what I do have to say is the Ravens beat the Cardinals and Dolphins this year. Like, let's relax. Is that really their two wins? Yeah. So two of the three worst teams in the NFL? Yeah, they beat the. Cardinals by six, and they blew out the Dolphins. And then they lose to the Chiefs and Browns. Yeah, like, two like decent teams. Yeah, and so, but here's the thing: is well, I didn't, I didn't even get my point. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> the Browns are clearly the best team in this division, which does not mean much because right now we're talking about a backup quarterback, Steelers, a bad Bengals team, and a Ravens team, which they're pretty probably close to each other. Mm-hmm. Browns just had the upper hand 
this week. They're the best team in this division. That doesn't mean they're going to stay the best team in the division. That doesn't mean things are going to go perfectly for the Browns. I think what's good for the Browns is they've they found a good balance this week, finding the run game, you know, moving. And against a good defense, yep. the offensive line didn't look awful. Baker found a rhythm. The run game found a rhythm. Um, I think it shows the Browns are putting pieces together while the Ravens have their pieces together, but they're just not as good as we thought they were. And I think the Browns have the slight edge in this division, which doesn't mean much is what my point was. Yeah. But I like what I saw of the Browns. This is kind of more of the Browns team you expected this year rather than the what we've seen <laughs> early yeah, on. Early on, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, the one thing is, like, the reason I feel like Lamar Jackson, this is, and I feel like I'm harping on this, but Twitter world, which happens to be – a young demographic loves the flashy quarterback who runs. So, like, yeah. you go on me if you go on media, it's like Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Like, I get it, he's cool. Like, it's good for clicks. Yeah, and it's a lot of like fuck Tom Brady, like yeah, like cheaters, Patriots. Yeah, like, like I, just like try. The, the social media doesn't always tell you the full story. Social media is bored of Russell Wilson type of players who are exactly. Oh, Russell Wilson's not top five. Okay, well, well maybe he's not. Whatever, t- not top ten. He's so boring. You're right. It's a lot of young. We care about the flash. We like Baker Mayfield talking shit. We like Lamar right. Jackson being wild like this. The only one that social media is right about because there's no arguing is everyone. Everyone loves is Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, because I mean, you, you, you just can't argue. You just that. can't argue that. Um, but you'll find someone who wants to argue. Yeah, it, but like, but you can't. like overrated. Yeah. Um, great win for the Browns. Though. At the end of the day, I know you you don't like them as much as I do. I've been disappointed in their play. At the end of the day. You can't ask for much more than putting up 40 points against a Baltimore defense on the road. No, absolutely. When I, you had a bad offense. You both bet, bet on them because we we always we love bets like that. My only win of the week. Right? Right. And I joined you on it. Um, all right. Let's take a quick break and uh, we'll come back with starting with the Panthers Texans, the least red zone game this yeah. weekend. You know what? Let's do the Panthers and Texans real quick and then take a break. That way we can we'll finish the ten AM games and then we'll move on to the afternoon games. Was that a ten AM game? Yeah. This guy. Ruining my rhythm. Yeah, right. I Panthers mean, sixteen. It's, 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 a, it's a nice flow that way. I was I was in rhythm right there. Panthers sixteen, Texans ten, Kyle Allen, the savior, on the road with the big win. Yep. Um So supposedly the, Cam Newton put out a video before the like on Friday night, do you see it? No. He's just like sitting in a room on his on his YouTube channel, smoking a cigar, dressed literally like he's like a French movie director. Like, what are you doing at home, dressed like that? Yeah, and with like his legs crossed, you know, like being Cam Newton, like literally looked like a French news director, and or sorry, movie director. And he was talking about his injuries while smoking a cigar, and th- that's his YouTube video. This is how he's uh, rehabbing. <laughs> I'm sure the team's thrilled. Like, how's your rehab going? He's like, well, I got this good Cuban. Hey, they've won two games in a row. I think it's Cal. yeah. Does right? he get does does Cam is Cam Newton get his job back if they win two more in a row? So there's there's two topics. There's two quarterbacks right now that everyone's kind of talking about. Which is, I saw somebody say this the other day, which was the team that's on your curses on is yeah like elephant in the room. Does Nick Foles get his job back or like probably they, not because they mean, paid him three years. Like I don't, but he ha- just uh, I know probably not because Gardner's yeah. great and you know he's younger and whatever, but. It is elephant in the room. They did sign Nick Foles like a three-year big contract. Right. Elephant but in the I room. Think it's and now, one year guaranteed only. I think I could I'm be not wrong sure. about that. But it is an elephant in the room. Yeah, like it so, is. Well, what do we do when he comes back? In the same with Cam Newton. Okay, Cam Newton also one year left on his deal. 
like the face of Charlotte sports. I mean, Kemba yeah. maybe, but Kemba Walker's gone anyways. Yeah, and he's they face, suck. He's face of Charlotte sports. Yeah. Um, the face of maybe the best time, one of the best times in the Panthers. I mean, the best time, the only time they went to the Super Bowl. No, didn't they go with Jake Delhomme and lose as well? Oh my God, they did. Yeah, but, but Jake, Jake Delhomme is not the not face. the face of a team. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I so forgot about that. They did. Cam go. Newton's the handsome, dresses well. Like people love him. The different type of quarterback, national champion in college, and he might lose his job to Kyle Allen because of Kyle Allen being able to not be that great, to be honest. Right. But to be a simply an okay quarterback when Cam Newton. Unfortunately, right now, is not a good quarterback. Not no, sorry, not an average quarterback. I, I, Cam Newton is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL at this time. I, I agree with you, and he he's lost now eight straight starts in a row. He hasn't thrown a touchdown in any of those starts. You playing the video for me? Yeah, no, I just want to see like this is like his video. <laughs> Smoking cigars the, and drinking wine. The truth about why I'm sidelined in my words and done my way. This guy's ridiculous. Um, so, Eva, I do like his outfit in this. You guys should look up the video. I was going to say, this the, is not a visual thing. The truth about why I'm sidelined in my words and done my way. Or Cam just look Newton. up Cam Newton YouTube. Probably yeah, easier to it's his type video, in. Yeah. <laughs> Cam Newton YouTube, and it'll probably, it was his video. Uh, I don't even know what you just said. The truth about why I'm sidelined. Yeah. Um, to the game for a second. Kyle Allen got another win. They have the best running back in the NFL slash best receiver in the NFL in Christian McCaffrey. 10 catches, 86 yards, 27 carries. The best, dude. He's amazing. Did you hear that? He has 27 carries, 93 yards, and a touchdown. 10 catches, 86 yards. Yeah. You know what, though? If this team, like, I just hope that either Kyle Allen's good. I hope that they're a good team. Like, I hope we do not waste Christian McCaffrey's, like, prime. Just won two games in a row. What are you talking about? No, I'm just saying I hope they're good. Like, I, I, Christian McCaffrey deserves to be on a good football team. You want to know the shitty part about most good running backs, George? They're on shitty teams? Yes. Take, like, Saquon Barkley's and the Christian McCaffrey's of the world. Usually they get drafted pretty high yeah. because they're on bad teams. But the problem with good running backs on bad teams, that usually means they don't have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And when there's no quarterback on bad teams, the team doesn't get much better. <laughs> okay. that's that, Which I mean, is unfortunate. That a very good breakdown. Isn't it? But that's, isn't that not the truth? Unless you end up signing a quarterback or you have a breakout running back that came out of nowhere. Um, it's one of those sad things that happens to a lot of players in general. Except um, Zeke. Yeah, because um, some players, obviously, I mean, Marshawn Lynch had Russell Wilson as a third-round pick. Right. It works out, right? Um, I think more importantly of this whole thing, the Texans were another one of those teams that, you know, I'm not saying Deshaun Watson has any problems. He's, I think he's a great quarterback, but he's one of those social media Oh my God, he's the best quarterback ever! Like, dude, the next like, like you know what I mean? He's oh my God, the next Patrick Mahomes. Not, yep. uh, they came at the same time, but you know my. I know, point. I know what you mean. The best quarterback in the NFL, MVP this year has to be. Yeah. He has games like this at home with his bad offensive line, where he goes, "Bless you." Oh, it's a cough. Twenty-one for thirty-three, one hundred sixty yards, and no touchdowns. At home against a Panthers team who's not supposed to be at your level. You're supposed to run away with this division this year if you're I, I Texans. I know, but it was once, uh, I, I'm almost like a week away from not betting on any teams in this division the rest of the season. I know, and I think – I know you were pretty certain that this one pickup on the offensive line was going to help the offensive line. I help. It, I mean, it's it, made it, it worse. It's not even helping. They, I, I didn't say it was going to be a good – help. You can't help. He had six sacks for 32 yards mm-hmm. of loss, which is the most sacks he's had this season. Um, couldn't throw a touchdown. Average four yards per pass. 
160 at home against supposed to be an inferior team exactly. to you. And this is another big concern is the Texans were supposed to be this up-and-coming team that won nine straight last year. And Bill O'Brien, if they have a losing record at any point this year, I know that sounds ridiculous, but when they start going two and three or they go th- two and four, he's going to be on the hot seat. Because he is the agree. GM of this team for I, some goddamn reason. I, I completely agree with you. And I just think that it's unfortunate that this team can't get it together because this division's wide, wide, wide open. And I'm going to be honest with you, George. They're the third team I trust in this division. They're the number one team I trust in this division, but I don't trust anyone. I trust the Titans more than they them. I trust the Jaguars right now. More than I trust them because they have a GM and Tom Coughlin who's been there, done that. Doug Marone is actually a very good yeah. coach. I think I trust Texans coaching staff. All or not Texans, sorry, Titans. I trust. I almost trust the Colts more than I trust the Texans, mm-hmm. and mainly is because that the structure I think from like up top to bottom is not good, and the offensive line is just unfair to Deshaun. Yeah, it's a horrible offensive line, but you know, at the end of the day, I, somehow they're first in their division with tiebreakers still. Like it, it's, I, this division is going to have like an 8-8 eight and eight or 7-9 and nine team to win. As you see, those Titans have the best plus five. They all have zero. Yes. Jacksonville has zero. I'm telling you, you, you can't, you can't, t- this division, I might be done betting it. Yeah, it's it's an interesting division. I think you can bet on the ja- you, you you're giving too much hate on the Jaguars who've won two straight. So it's a little I different. know because I just remember them at the beginning of the year. They were hard to bet on. Yeah, because Nick Foles, I guess, probably yeah. was not good. Um, all right, we're gonna take a break, right? Yep. Oh, sorry, really quickly, the Panthers. I mean, they're two and two now. That division is pretty wide open. It, and, uh, it the, depends bo- how good bo- the Saints bo- keep bo- playing. Both South divisions are wide open. The Panthers and the Bucks have a chance. Yeah, I it, mean, it's one win against the Saints who. I'm still confused about, are they really good or are they not? Well, their defense seems to be really legit and they're well coached and their special teams play really well. But Teddy Bridgewater, like, he has not played good through two games at all. Like, he's just, they're winning with, like, everything else. plays and... and Having like, Alvin Kamara. And running Alvin Kamara to the, not even that much, 17 carries, 69 yards. They're literally winning the game by sheer defense and special teams play. Yeah, and... Like, really, they shouldn't have beat the Seattle Seahawks. And they probably shouldn't have beat the Cowboys. But they and did. they did. We'll be back, um, starting with the 1 p.m. games after a break. Perfect. All right, we're back. Time for the afternoon games, Mr. George. And we're starting off with George's favorite, the best, the greatest game with the greatest quarterback in the history of the NFL, Jameis Winston, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on the road in L.A. against the Rams. They win 55-40. to 40. And uh, our guy, I mean. Uh, are people surprised? 28 for 41, 385 yards, a four pat- touchdowns. A patented pick six, the Jameis Winston. You have to have one. You got to have one. It has to be in triple coverage. It has to be horrible, and it has to be badly timed. 24 points in the fourth quarter alone, Jameis Winston. If you count his pick six, he accounted for 31. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Jameis Winston, baby. He's amazing. He's great. He's the, He won the Heisman. They should just rename the MVP award out of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I, 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 George I, doesn't know how to cool off of a joke. It's a point. He's just going to go all... He's been doing it for three weeks with Jameis. 
It's not a joke anymore, though, right? I mean, at some point, if you go look up Jameis's... At some point, when you blow leads to Daniel Jones and... He took. He actually took the team down the field and they missed a 30-yard field goal. He's Jameis Winston, I, I, he, I guess the big question is, is he going to earn a contract if he continues playing like this? Probably not the contract that he's, he would hope for. Well, I, like, yeah, I agree with that, but will he stay, remain like a starter in Tampa? I mean, if he plays, if he has four touchdowns, 385 yards every week, yes. But the problem with Jameis is I don't know. We still haven't. I hope it stays, but there's usually this really inconsistent dive at some point. I know. That tends to kill him. Um, I how read old some, is he? He's only 25. He's only 25, yeah. He's he an opportunity. He, this might have been his year. You never know. You Bruce never Arians, know. the quarterback whisperer. Um, the thing with him is, like, I read somewhere, like, yeah, if James Winston, like, James Winston has the ability to do this every week, but he always finds a way to, like, have that, you know, one touchdown, five interception game, like. Or, like, throw that pick 60. Or throw that pick six. That co- probably cost could have cost him the game. Um, he has nine touchdowns, five picks on the season. He, I don't know what that's the pace for, but you know he's playing good enough, and he seems like he found Mike Evans. He knows that he exists, which is really important. Mike Evans and him might be the best deep combo in the league. He said he has what so far? Nine touchdowns, five picks. So he's on pace for twenty picks, which isn't good. But. No, but you guys remember he had four week one. This is exactly my point. Yeah, well, yeah, we yeah. don't know. We don't know. We have no idea. Cause he finds ways. Um, here's the thing with Tampa Bay, and I want to talk about L.A., of course, before we move on. Um, but Tampa Bay, I mean, Ronald Jones has been looking pretty decent at running back. Um, defensively this week, you know, they gave up 40 points, but their defense hasn't been awful. No. Um, and he kind of gave up 40. He gave up 33. Yeah. And, I mean, they did cause – Goff threw – 517 yards, but they did cause Goff to throw three picks and look pretty bad. Yeah, he looked bad. Um, it's the worst 500-yard t- passing yeah. performance I've seen. Which we'll get to that. But I, I want to finish on Tampa Bay's. They got to be – it reminds me of the fucking Detroit Lions. You got to be kicking yourself about that loss to, to New York because yeah. otherwise you'd be tied for first in the division with the New Orleans Saints. Who have a backup quarterback that's not playing that well? They're kicking yourself after their kicker missed the field okay, goal. That nice that's, that's not good. what I did. Kicking good. yourself is a very common term. I know. So I mean, like, the way you use it was fantastic. They really got to be kicking themselves after that because you could be first in the division or tied for first, and of course, then the next time you play the Saints, you're fighting for that. Which you, next week you'd be fighting week. for first. Now you're fighting for a tie at first rather than taking yeah. the outright lead. So you got to be really bummed about that loss. But if Jameis can go to is it, yeah go to New Orleans Which next week, we saw Dak struggle at yeah. But if he can go there, get that win, they'll be in sole possession of first place. He'll eat that W. That that will be a is it not where he great, did that right? It is yeah. <laughs> and they lost by forty that night I think. It would be a great thing for Jameis Winston, and obviously it'd be great for Tampa Bay because they'd have outright. First place, yeah, that'd um, be pretty crazy coming from you know week one where he threw four picks. Exactly, uh, you know, I I'm pretty sure he's not going to reenact the eating the W thing. Obviously, he'll line. never reenact that again, <laughs> which has become the greatest meme or social media thing of all time. It's technically not a meme. It's a meme a, is a still picture with words. Yeah, I know. But what, what would you call that, Ben? Just a viral video. Yeah, yeah, it became a viral video. Or a, you can have a GIF of him doing it. A GIF, that's good. But you can put can you put a GIF in him, whatever. Um. 
it's a big game next week. Uh, I really think we'll find out a lot about Tampa. Are they a real contender or not when they go on the road in New Orleans? I mean, they're not a contender. No, for the division. Okay. Yeah. Because they're not a contender. No, they're not a Super you can't Bowl contender. can't be two and two with a blown loss to the Giants with a rookie quarterback. Right. You're not a contender, but you're in a situation this year where you can help Jameis's confidence do a 180, mm-hmm. which I don't think he lacks the confidence. But then by confidence, I mean winning in the NFL helps you win more later on, like just mentally. Right. Whether it's confidence or just rhythm or momentum, whatever you want to call it. Um, it'd be huge for Jameis Winston moving forward and for Bruce Arians as a new head coach of this team and for just everything that's going on in that organization. So I'm hoping that happens. I hope they win next week. Cause Me too. I think it'd be fun for a little bit of a change of pace in the division. Yeah, and Richard Sherman actually tweeted about it. Like, oh, Jameis is going to be so scary with Bruce Arians. He Look what he did with Ben Roethlisberger in very similar Type of quarterback, obviously Roethlisberger is a better quarterback than Winston, but type, you know, yeah, big body, not much of a runner, right? Just in the pocket, make crazy throws. To the Rams, who, I mean, I there's no excuse for them giving up 55 points to, at home to Tampa Bay. I don't care if it's to the Patriots. There's no excuse for giving yeah. up 55. Um, you have Goff looking. Uh, throwing a lot of yards, a couple touchdowns, but looking pretty bad. Yep. Um, I think the most concerning of it all is you look at Todd Gurley, once again. Right. Five carries for 16 yards. Uh, he is not – you, you got to regret that contract at this point. He's not the same guy that he once was. And his – I mean, when you have bad um, – when you have bad knees at that young of age, it's not going to get better. It's not like Todd Gurley is is going to be able to return back into the form that Todd Gurley was before, right? I mean, I, he might be able to put up like, you know, he might get a great run or a great game from here or there, but you're not getting what you paid for, which was the highest running back contract of all time. Yeah, I, he's yeah. He's, it's again, it's a regrettable contract for them. Though. He had right. two touchdowns on those 16 yards, but that's. Called being at the, I mean, that's one yard line, one yard line plunging it. Yeah, I. That that is a glaring part of this team, maybe not being as good as they're expecting to be. Jared Goff, who also got paid, doesn't look as great as he has in the past. And we talked about this with the Atlanta Falcons. You go to the Super Bowl, you start to lose a couple pieces here and there. And they go to Seattle next week. Yeah, Thursday night. I'll tell you what. They might be a little bit of a better team than the Seahawks, but playing in Seattle on a nationally televised game Thursday night, Russell Wilson doesn't lose too many of his games. And and it's I don't, a short week, and it, yeah. it, the short week usually benefits a home team. Not just that. Think about this. We're talking about a Seattle team that had a very simple 27-10 to 10 win in Arizona. Right. Not, not much of a scare. Not much thrills. While, while we have the Rams who... Put up, give up fifty five points at home. Bad morale. That means there was a lot of offense and defense being played. That was a lot of pound. That's a lot of just football to play when there's a combined ninety five points. I completely agree. Um, I'm worried about the the Rams. I am worried about the Rams. Been worried about them from early on. Even though they're three and one, they're not looking like the same team. No. This one's gonna be really quick. Uh, it's the Seahawks winning twenty seven to ten in Arizona. Um, 
if you guys want to hear more about this one, which we'll, we'll say something. I'm not just saying like, okay, next. But we have uh, our Seattle Superpod tomorrow. Today's right now. I'm talking on Wednesday at 7.45 p.m. Or Monday, sorry, 7.45 p.m. Tomorrow on Tuesday, we'll be recording the Seattle Superpod all about the Seahawks, UW, Wazoo sometimes, Mariners maybe because it's the last game. Yep. Uh, their season's over. So if you want to hear a little more in depth about the Seahawks future, current, whatever, go to the Seattle super pod. You can find it on this same podcast. Um, and you can follow all of it at Sant Seattle. So if you're a Seattle fan, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at S O N T Seattle. Um, but a nice first simple win for the Seahawks. Yeah. Nice and easy. Um, I don't know if I like Kyler Murray that much. <laughs> that's why I took out of this game. We'll talk more about the Seahawks, but how, what is Kyler Murray going to be in the NFL is what I'm wondering. I know he looks frisky. He looks, he looks so small out there. It's like really uh, Baker Mayfield's short. Russell Wilson's short. Kyler Murray is small. But uh, yeah, and, and doesn't look comfortable compared to like right. the other guys who Baker looked comfortable from day one. Yeah. Like Russell looks comfortable. And like, I could be totally wrong about that, but I mean, God, they might be the third worst team in the NFL too. Like, what is he gonna? I, I don't know. I just think when you're that bad, I and mean, then you might get the coach. Well, he's gonna have a new coach in two years, maybe too. Right? This team is just not that good, and they look lost. They probably won't get a new coach in two years. They're probably gonna play it out for like they should. Three. If I was them, I would play this out because Kyler Murray needs an offense like the one Cliff Kingsbury's trying yeah, to create. But it's gonna be very interesting to see what that team. Can muster up and what Kyler can muster up. They're not very good. Nope. And for the Seahawks side, you saw a pretty conservative run the ball, let Russell get us a lead, defensive touchdown, run the ball, run game looked good as well. Exactly. For the first time this year, actually, it feels like. Um, I'm not going to say much about the Seahawks. I'll leave it for tomorrow because there really isn't that much There's to take out of this game. Say. It's more about Thursday coming up. That's exactly. going to be exciting. Speaking of bad quarterbacks, um, one of my favorites, Kirk Cousins, has another dud on the road in a big game. Um, That's interesting. Six, they've scored six points at the end of the game and lose to the Bears in the backup Chase Daniels, six to sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not. I, Mr. Bisky's not very good. First of all, neither is Chase Daniels for the Bears. No, I don't know who's better. I think they're the same guy. The same. I, Trubisky gives you a little more uh, athleticism. Yeah, right. but also cool. not that he's not that good. Yeah, but not that good either. Um, the Bears' defense is world class, and the Vikings have a pretty good defense. So this division is just a bunch of really hard. This is like a great North, NFC North, right? The Packers, great defense. The Lions have a great defense, and the Bears and Vikings have great be- defenses. Like the whole defense is just li- the whole division's literally defense. Yeah, and uh, you can see it. The guys like Kirk Cousin, who's maybe not that bad of a quarterback, but just looks really bad yeah. against a defense like that. Nobody can block Khalil Mack. Um, I believe in the Bears a little bit right now, but Kirk Cousin's really the, one of the bigger issues here. Um, I think that's what we should stick to. I mean, do you think they're fine, The whether they have um, Trubisky or Chase Daniels? I think the Bears are going to be around the same team. Yeah. Um, you agree? Yeah, they're about the same. There's no drop off. This is a defensive team with really good um, schemes, and I actually, it'd be really interesting to see what Matt Nagy, who's an offensive genius, supposedly could do with a good quarterback. Yeah, 
Let's see. There's a lot of guys that are called offensive geniuses. Not, there's no way that all 30 guys that are called offensive geniuses are offensive geniuses. They probably all are if you really think about it. There's only like 30, what, 30 head coaches. Okay, they're offensive NFL. geniuses for uh, compared to an average person. When it yeah. comes to NFL, they're not offensive geniuses. No. There's only a couple. Um, Adam Thielen had some words to say about he didn't say him about Kirk Cousins. He said him about their offense, which was, at some point you're not going to be able to run the ball for 180 yards, even with the best running back in the NFL. That's when you have to be able to throw the ball. You have to be able to hit the deep balls, a.k.a. he feels like Kirk Cousins can't do so, um, which is a slight issue for the Vikings right yeah. now. The guy can look fine at home in a you know 10 a.m. game where not many people are watching, but when it comes to afternoon games or big games on TV or games in uh, against divisional opponents... We're seeing a pretty big issue. Yeah, can you bench a twenty-eight million dollar quarterback? Is that like allowed or no? She has no reason to be benched. I but mean, who's their back? I wonder who their backup is at some point. Like this guy, have you seen his stats through? I don't know how many games we are this year. Four, four games, right? Four games in. Four. I don't think they're that awful. Through four games, he has seven hundred and thirty-five yards, which accounts for how how many yards a game would that be? Divided that by four. He's averaging 183 yards a game, less than three touchdowns, two interceptions. He has the 32nd best QBR in the league out of 32 quarterbacks. Like, but he's, he's not going to get benched. He's probably not going to get benched, but God, he's he's playing really bad. And you know what was the worst part about that, Sammy? I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a fantastic – he seems like a great guy. And his backup is Sean Manning, so he's not going to get benched. Yeah, I don't even know why you brought that. That's not even a conversation of being uh, bent. I think there. I saw some Twitter on Minnesota on their like hashtag. A lot of people asking if he's going to get benched. Okay, you're the king of saying Twitter does not speak volumes to what's going on. There's a zero percent chance in Minnesota that they're talking about putting in Sean Mannion over Kirk Cousins, who they just gave this big contract to. Which also they're playing some good defenses. There's no chance Kirk Cousins gets benched in this scenario. Unless this happens in like a nine to ten game stretch, yeah, exactly. I, I mean, like, would, would Derek Carr get benched after three games? No, no it, of course. But I mean, it's just he's pretty, pretty bad, and I bet you he would not get benched either. But uh, it's just, I guess, uh, there's a great um, <laughs> dead spin headline when I typed in Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins isn't worth a shit. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. It made me laugh. Hey. He is. He's not as bad as people are making him out to be either. I'm just. George tried to Google Kirk Cousins could get benched to try to prove his point. No, here, I'm but. not trying. I'm just <laughs> looking to see if there's. I mean, it's not about proving points. It's about seeing if it's actually a thing or not. Because I did see some people asking about it. Yeah, I know. But, like, people will ask about Baker Mayfield getting benched after two weeks. You know, like, it's, it's not. We're starting to. Everybody tries to do this. I do it. You do it. Everyone on Twitter does it. We always over exaggerate shit, which is like Kirk Cousins should get benched. He's pro- he's a starting quarterback in the NFL. He's just not playing that great right now. Well, I know. I guess it's Adam feeling this feels last different. year. This, this is last, last year? year when they had the yelling match. Oh, really? That's sideline. funny. <laughs> um, you don't remember that yelling match on the sideline last year? No, I do not remember that. No. Um, if you type in. On the gift section on Twitter, type in Thielen Cousins. You'll watch. You can see that fight. Wait a second. Huh. Oh, the what section of Twitter? The GIF. Where is the GIF section of Twitter? It's on your mobile when you press GIFs. When people like when people put GIFs on I tweets. I have never seen this before, so thank you. There's. No, I've seen you do it before. There's no chance you don't know what a GIF on Twitter is. No, I know. I've seen GIFs on Twitter, but there's like a searching for GIF section. 
Are you kidding me? I, I'm not joking right now. I had no idea. Guys, this is breaking news here. We're, there's videos. Just tweet and press GIF. Oh, okay. I thought you were like searching. I could search like what GIFs are people like putting about Kirk Cousins right now. You oh, know how no. you do videos? Okay. No, I, I knew that. <laughs> All right. So Kirk Cousins um, is not going to get benched in my opinion. My humble opinion here. Um I think that's all we got on the Vikings game. I mean, yeah, there's not much no time to panic for anybody in this division because no. Vikings are still 2-2. Two and two, And guess what? Playing in Chicago is pretty hard. Yeah, and they get uh, the fine folks of London will be able to either see Chase Daniel or Mitch Trubisky next weekend. Mitch Trubisky has a dislocated shoulder, so he's not playing. So he's, he's out for sure. Uh, for like at least a week or two. I mean, okay. he has a torn labrum in a... Oh, that's not good. I think a torn labrum in a... Dislocated shoulder. If you just type in Mitch Trubisky, yeah, let's see uh, how long he's out for. I, do, 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 do. um, yeah. Well, I, I tr- trust what you said there. I have, I didn't. You can find it like on Adam Schefter, Ian Rappaport, or something. Yeah, I'll find out. Um, Jaguars and Minshew Mania get another win. It is twenty six to twenty four in Denver, which, by the way, not an easy place to win games. No. Um, and Joe Flacco didn't shit the bed this week. He actually played good. Three touchdowns, 303 yards. They do now hold the longest losing streak in the NFL at eight games. Really? The Broncos, yeah. Yeah, they blew the end of last year. But not bad. Minshew Mania again. Minshew actually, you know, he's one of the, he showed up. and Yeah, he did. At the end of the game. And actually, the rebirth of Leonard Fournette happened. 29 yards, 225 carries against what was Bradley Chubb and Von Miller defense at Bradley Chubb towards ACL, unfortunately. But this was actually one of the more entertaining games that came down to the end. And uh, Minshew Mania continues as they go to 2-2. Two and two. And the Broncos fall to 0-4, which they're like the best. You said this, the best 0-4 team you've ever seen? Yeah, best 0-4 team of all time. But, you know, there's a reason they're 0-4. Yeah, there is. I guess. <laughs> you know, because they're just um, not that good. I was wrong about them. They were one of my wild card teams for the AFC. I would like, if there's one thing I was more wrong about in the whole entire NFL this year was that the Broncos were going to be competing for a playoff spot. I mean, they've been really pretty close in some games. Yeah, but they're not competing for a playoff spot. That's true. I, yeah. I don't think, you know, they're, they're gonna coaching is not, I don't know if they're going to keep their coach. I know it's only been four games. I know. You know, it's one of those things where like, man, Vic Fangio finally got his opportunity. He's been a coordinator for 25 years yeah. in the NFL. He gets his first job at 60. His, yeah, he finally gets what he deserves. Maybe there's a reason he was a coordinator for 30 years. Yeah. But or, nothing wrong being a coordinator. Or, as I always say, maybe everybody's first job is going to be tough because that means somebody got fired before you, a.k.a. the team sucked. Yeah, like but, Zach Taylor right now for the Bengals. Let's start 0 4. Everyone might be like, "Wow, what a waste of a new hire!" Actually, maybe the Bengals were bad, and that's why. Yeah, I mean, he got his opportunity. True. But I mean, the Broncos weren't that bad last year. They were lost like, the what, last eight? four. You said yeah, but they were, I think, seven and nine or eight and eight. So they were not horrible. They're, it's not like they're the worst team in the league or something. Not great, uh, but they're going to be. I mean, keep your eyes out on them. If they lose to the Chargers, Sammy. Next week, they will be the best team to bet on the rest of the year. When they're when you start going zero and five, like the lines just get inflated, and you can find a lot of good value there. Except for their lines already haven't been inflated because well I now think, they're zero and four. Yeah, but I think Vegas knows they're not that bad. Yeah, I know, but then the public starts thinking they're bad, and they pump in money to that, and the line moves. That's I'm just saying, keep your eye out on it. We'll keep an eye out. Um, Jaguars, I love them. Me That's too. It's say. so fun to watch, and uh, they're tied in a four-way tie for first place in their division. Good job, Carl. What a time. 
All right, last game, George. Cowboys at Saints, which we kind of did. We kind of talk about this for a second. We did. We did kind of go through it in in our usual way. It just kind of came up in conversation. We like went on five minutes too long about it. Um, you gotta you gotta put the biscuit in the basket. It's not a saying, but uh, are you kidding? Of course, the biscuit in the basket. Yeah, what does that mean? Like I don't know. Like I, you feel like a quarterback makes a good throw, and the guy catches a perfect plays. You gotta put the biscuit in the basket. Biscuit in the yeah. basket. Let's see what that means, because like wow, it's a hockey term. So I don't know how that. Still passing. Brad was not able to get the biscuit in the basket. Hashtag hockey puck. Putting a ball or puck in the goal to score. Wow. All right. That's the definition. All right. Well, I, I, when Jalen Hurts made his big throw this weekend, Gus Johnson said he put the biscuit in the basket. What a what a saying. Is it good? Do you like it? It's, I don't, but yeah. like biscuit in the basket, I'm not a big fan of that one. Cause right. To me, it does one of those that doesn't make much sense. I I love it. Um, Dak Prescott didn't put the biscuit in the basket in too many receivers this week because that New Orleans defense is really good. I the defense is decent, but also Dak's not that good. It's one of those weeks where when he's not against a bad team, mm-hmm. he's not great. When he's against bad teams, mm-hmm. he looks great. This is a good time for Jerry Jones to call and negotiate <laughs> this week. They're nowhere near a deal, I know. according to news today, right? So. I think the reason they're nowhere near near a deal is because the inconsistency makes it really hard to understand what kind of worth is he. I I completely agree with you because it's it, like you said against really good teams, he doesn't seem to like put up the same stats as he does against like the I don't know the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, for example. But I think at the end of the day, I always say with quarterbacks, especially like what what are you going to do? What's your alternative? You're going to have to sign him. Yeah, but for how much? $35 million. And then you'll be like the second highest, third highest paid quarterback for a year. And by by two years into that deal, he'll be the ninth highest paid quarterback, which is where he probably should be, about the ninth. Yeah. But you have to – also, Zeke's a problem going 18 for 35. And it's not, not – Well, how good is the New Orleans defense? Maybe the New Orleans defense is one of the better defenses in the league, and we uh, that, that's really the bit where what it comes down to, you know? Because it seems like they really – hone in and do a great job. Yeah, but then they gave up 30, 28 points to the Texans, the worst offensive line in football, and they gave up 27 to Seattle, and they gave up 27 to the Rams. Yeah. I mean, that's where these type of games confuse me sometimes because it's like we're talking about the Cowboys that should have maybe the best offensive line and the best running back right. in the NFL, and you can't put up points against a team that's averaging giving up exactly 27 points going into that week. It's a slight concern for the Jags. I agree. Not for the Jags. Sorry, I read Jags. Ah, The Jags are really concerned. They're on your screen. For the Cowboys. The Jags are really concerned, too, though. They're not concerned. Um, I have nothing to say about the Saints. We kind of talked about Teddy Bridgewater and everything. Jags might be concerned. They play them in two weeks. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) So so it worked out. This is one of those George doesn't know how to stop the joke. He's like, I got five minutes later. Let me just keep this Well, they do play them, so they will be concerned about the Saints defense in two weeks. Ah, George. Uh, Did we do an elimination or what? Yeah, who are you eliminating this week? Bengals. Bengals, all right. They're Uh, down 27 to 3 right now. Well, we said we're going to eliminate one of these two teams this week, so I'm also eliminating the Bengals. We both forgot to eliminate a team last week. I've now eliminated three teams. The Redskins... The okay, you know, <laughs> before you even say it, 
The Redskins, the Bengals, the Cardinals, and the uh, no, Dolphins. Dolphins. Okay, yeah. those are the four that we all agree on. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna. Who are you gonna keep, George? <laughs> well, no. I mean, do I eliminate the Broncos or do I eliminate the Cardinals? Does that matter? Because they're yeah, both well, I, eliminated. Well, yeah, we have to choose one at week. I'm gonna eliminate the Cardinals along with you. Yeah, give the Broncos a chance. I'll give them. One, I'll give Flacco one more week. All right. Them. Um. We're going to talk our bets really quick. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's not much to really say about them. They, Unless you have something to say about yours. I do have something to say about All right. Um, I went a solid 1-4. Pretty disappointed. Um, a lot of teams that pissed me off, and I'm going <laughs> to list them off. The Houston Texans pissed me off. I'm with you on that one. Dallas Cowboys pissed me off. Uh, the Green Bay Packers only slightly pissed me off because it's just a good game, tough game. Um, the Miami Dolphins pissed me off because they could have kept that within 16. I, I'm surprised they didn't. I, I thought you were covering the whole game and you told me that you didn't cover. That's all. I was just letting you know who pissed me off. Uh, okay. Well, my bets went really well this week and so that can go back down to earth next week. But here's who pissed me off and it's in college football. The Nebraska Cornhuskers that cost me going 5-0 and plus 17 versus Ohio State at home. I... Forget what the final score of that game was because it was such a lopsided performance. How do you – you have uh, what you call it uh, – I'm sorry, college game day coming into town. The biggest game in years, the Fro- so Scott Frost era. This is supposed to be the time where you might – you're not maybe you don't beat Ohio State, but you know, Nebraska is supposed to be on the come up, going back to the heyday, big, big, big game, and you lose 48-7 to to Ohio State. It was never a game. Enough – I was really excited for this game. It was supposed to be the biggest game of the day, and I ha- took a nap by halftime. It was embarrassing, actually. Embarrassing loss. That, that's who I'm pissed off at the most. The damn Cornhuskers. All right, George. Well, week five is upon us coming soon, um, NFL. And uh, we're going to be doing a Seattle podcast tomorrow, Tuesday. So y'all got to check that out. Um, we got a – we're going to do an NBA one soon. Yeah. And we'll be back on Thursday or Friday, of course, with our picks for the week and our predictions for all week. Um, so stay tuned for all that. And uh, – you can always find us at soundsports.com. That's S-O-N-T sports.com. And you'll find all our social there. Easy stuff. Or if you want to find the podcast social, it's at pod that on Twitter and at that being said pod on Instagram. Find us on the gram. Find us on the gram. Always on the gram. Um, anything else, George? No, that's it, man. Episode 569, I think. George is going to say something. Nope. Hence, uh, cue the 69 joke. No, no. I was waiting for it. Gronk's favorite episode. I knew something. I was waiting for it. Cue the 69. Actually, I didn't really have one. I was going to be appropriate. Well, okay, tell me when I said 569, you didn't think in your head for a second. Like, 69 joke? No, not not today. You did. I was... was, You joked out. (laughs) What? You joked out? Yeah, I mean, I I think it was just too easy. You know, like, those jokes are just like... I'm above that. You are not above that. So... (laughs) uh, We'll be back with episode 570 this week and episode 11 of the Seattle Superpod. This is Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefine. Peace.